You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Micah Glenn. He's Director of Recruitment for Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. Pastor Glenn, thanks so much for joining us on The Coffee Hour today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be able to sit down and have a short conversation with the two of you. We are looking forward to talking about a great event for high school men and women, an opportunity for them to learn more about pastoral and uh, diaconal formation at Concordia Seminary. Uh, Before we dig into what the high school students can enjoy, what does pastoral and and diaconal formation look like and where does it begin for many students at Concordia Seminary St. Louis? You know, and that's a, a really good question. And at the very front end of, of seminary education for future pastors and deaconesses, to me, I think it starts with uh, that. Th- how do you think theologically from a Lutheran perspective, which sounds maybe might sound weird a little bit at first, uh, but this is a little bit beyond just kind of what you were taught in confirmation and Bible study, but a, a deeper dive into our theology so that in our preaching and teaching, uh, mercy ministry, our evangelism, our theology centered and focused on the cross and Jesus comes forward when we're engaging people uh, so that we can lift them up, uh, you know, show them love through the gospel. And and getting to that point, uh, again, those, those early classes, you'd be surprised uh, what you need to unlearn maybe from the world or from other education before you're really ready and equipped to really fully apply it from a, you know, pastoral officer or as a deaconess. So how does how does high school play into that? Why is high school a good time for young people to be considering a pastoral or, or diaconal formation? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, for me, we had a campus pastor. I was blessed to go to Lutheran High School North here in town. We had a, a, a campus pastor who is now sainted. His name was uh, Pastor Mike Maschke. And I just remember this one class and it was a church class, maybe my junior year. And we were going through different religions and religious bodies in America, and he held up the Book of Concord, and he asked, in particular, the Lutherans in the class who had read it, and none of us raised our hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you begin to spin your wheels, he, and he asked a very simple question. He's like, well, how do you know you're Lutheran then? And so just those moments where you really begin to form who you are, your kind of identity as you be transitioned to an adulthood – uh, hopefully, uh, we begin to set plans. Well, what do I want to do moving forward? And so it goes beyond academics as a high school student, uh, because you know you you can go and get your undergraduate degree and then to become a pastor or a deaconess here at CSL, uh, it's it's graduate school. And so academics play a part, but even planning your future. Do you want to get married? Do you have a girlfriend now? Uh, do you have a boyfriend now? Those types of questions are things I think at that age, which is a lot to ask a 17, 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least have it in your mind so that as you're planning your future, maybe you're not going to come right after college. Maybe you want to do a gap year. Maybe you want to have a short career in something else, uh, but at least begin to, you know, process your life in such a way that uh, you make space to come here to, to be formed, to be a pastor or a deaconess. So tell us about Vocatio. Yeah. And, you know, Vocatio is an event that we hold here. Uh, it'll be June 19th to the 24th. It's usually that, kind of space each year in the summer uh, where we invite high school students to come 
uh, and just get like a little brief taste of what it's like to to be here, to live here as a student and some of the formation process. Uh, I've decided to switch things up a little bit this year. Uh, So this is my my first. Well, I'm entering my second year as a director of recruitment. And so, you know, you want to put your own flavor on things as you get a hold of them and, you know, exercise a little bit of control when you got it. Uh, so this year, we're, I, I, I wanted to really focus on on what I was saying at first. How does the pastoral diaconal formation begin and, and dipping our toes and maybe even our feet into theological water? And so we'll have some faculty members. Uh, there will be some pre-SEM directors from some of the CUS schools and uh, some pastors to come talk about pastoral ministry, a diaconal ministry, and then just talk theolo- theologically about different topics that they're each individually in. Because there's such an array of things that we can speak about theologically, right? Uh, and some people are more interested in this area or that area. So just bringing people on board uh, to begin to open up high schoolers to what a deep dive into theology looks like. So you mentioned some of the highlights. What does the actual schedule look like for this event this year? Mm-hmm. And that's probably the biggest change. And so they'll come, we'll, we'll introduce ourselves to each other, right? So some of the, I'm, I'm grateful in this position, some of high schoolers come to several of our events. So I've met some of them already, but never in person. Uh, so we'll just introduce ourselves, uh, hang out with each other, go to church with each other on Sunday. Um, there's a potential for a service event because uh, it's, it's always good to get our hands dirty uh, and go out and serve people who, who need our help. Uh, but, you know, with COVID and things like that, finding something practical and safe is currently the challenge. And beyond that, uh, they'll come. We'll have different plenary sections again uh, with different pastors and, and maybe a deaconess or two come and talk about a topic that they like. We'll, we'll digest it. We'll go through it in the evening. We'll pray together in the morning and in the evening. Uh, and and then they'll go home. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, enriched and, and educated. <laughs> That's the goal, right? Inspired to become pastors and deaconesses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just that opportunity to to step on campus to um, to hear from the faculty, to learn from them, and 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 from other students as well, from the current students, and to absolutely about seminary life and yep. what that's. I want to go back to you shared a story from high school and mm-hmm. uh, and and that time for you. Who was it? Who who encouraged you to consider uh, seminary and pastoral formation? Who who was it that? Maybe it was one person. Maybe it was several people. How did you end up uh, going to seminary and becoming a pastor? Sure. Uh, so I, I I mentioned Pastor Mike Maskey, and that was probably the first time where I I felt a little tug uh, in. Strangely, from that question of being challenged about my faith, uh, maybe strangely, it was it was a very beneficial thing because it made me investigate the Book of Concord at a, a young age. But then life happened. I, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a, a pharmacist. I went through different stages as a young adult. And then people in my congregation asked me to get engaged with the youth uh, in, in a couple of different capacities. And then they were like, well, you have a talent for this. Maybe you should become a youth pastor. And at first I was like, oh, should I, guys, really? And then they kept <laughs> pushing and pushing. So it was like a, it was a combination of several people, but, but mostly, uh, you know, my fellow parishioners up at Chapel Cross here in, in town in North St. Louis that really inspired me to begin to actually pursue ministry professionally. So how is it then, is it important for us to, to, to encourage young people um, 
to to consider these vocations? Is it important for us to, you know, when we see something in them that that might be a, a gift that that would be useful in um, pastoral ministry or diaconal ministry to to encourage them to consider these? You know, the, absolutely. You know, it's it's an interesting thing. So, uh, you know, now as a director of recruitment focusing my eyes on raising up a new generation of church workers. I ask a lot of young people that I come across, if anybody's ever asked them, well, do you, you know, would you consider being a pastor? Would you be considered being a deaconess? And unfortunately, a lot of times the answer is no, nobody's ever asked them until that moment that they've encountered me. Uh, But it can be such a a powerful thing, especially coming from somebody who's not your pastor, not your deaconess. Now, now, of course, if your pastor or your deaconess says that, I think that's also powerful. And uh, if you look through our records and things like that, most people get inspired to pursuing ministry because their pastor encouraged them to. Uh, But there's there's usually one, two, maybe three pastors, if you're lucky, per congregation, maybe a deaconess. But there could be hundreds and dozens of, of parishioners who are close to a person, who have their eyes on a person. And if you see a person who likes serving in the church, who likes to be engaged, who likes to be involved, and you think to yourself, man, someday that they they might be a good pastor or deaconess, absolutely, you should tell them because that could be the thing uh, that gets them to pursue ministry. Mm-hmm. And that all comes from building these relationships with the young people in our lives too, to be able to to recognize that in in each other and to encourage each other to maybe serve the church. What difference does it make? Uh, I know we've had a year of, of virtual events and being separate separate from each other, but this is going to be uh, hopefully in person. What difference does that make to actually be on campus at the seminary, um, experiencing this in the flesh, uh, to, to have that experience together as, as young people? Well, you know, yeah, from the very beginning when, when God created all things and he saw Adam alone, he said it wasn't good. And so we're, we're creatures of, of sociality. Is that a word? I don't know if it's not, it, it should now. be. Okay, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that we're, we're created to be social and be around each other. Uh, it's, it's why the church is called the body of Christ that, you know, we breathe together, we live together. And, and that's such an important aspect of not just human life, but especially for the church. And so after this year of being completely isolated, being able to come together, see each other face to face at times, smile without the filter of a camera, you just can't replace that human interaction with each other. And, you know, I was at first I was scared because, you know, again, I've been here for a year. I, I actually start. I started this call and then a week later we had to close our campus because of COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the timing was impeccable. And so we've had all of these virtual events and young people give us their time. And I'm so grateful for it because how hard it must be for them to continue to jump on Zoom for class and then also for, for social things. And I was worried that things wouldn't shake out right and we'd have to do it virtually again. But as the you know vaccinations and things have be- begun to roll back a little bit, uh, being able to actually invite people onto campus as a group uh, to do this, I, for me, I'm just completely joyful and happy. And, and I'm seeing it in the responses from pastors reaching out saying that they have young people who want to come. And the fact that it's in person has inspired them even more. So I can't I can't thank God enough to, for, you know, giving us the opportunity, A, to have them on campus, but especially after a year that we had. Mm-hmm. So how do we take that next step? How do we uh, connect uh, young people in our lives to Vocatio at Concordia Seminary St. Louis? Absolutely. Uh, so there's a registration page. If you go to csl.edu forward slash vocatio, uh, it'll take you to the page with the events, uh, the schedule and the registration. Uh, since we've been closed this year, we decided to waive our registration fee. 
Um, and so you can register for free. Uh, and you can also email me at Glenn, G-L-E-N-N-M, as in Micah, at csl.edu. Uh, if you can't find that page, I'll just I'll just copy it and forward it on to you. Um, but but if you go to csl.edu, it's very easy to find the Volcatio registration page. Very good. And we'll include the link in our notes today as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Our guest today, the Reverend Michael Glenn, he's director of recruitment at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, talking about Vocatio and uh, the dates for Vocatio this year. June 19th to 24th. So the fly-in, easy day, registration day on June 19th. Uh, We'll get busy from the 20th to the 23rd, and then uh, the 24th, quick chapel and begin to see people on their way. And registration deadline, is there a deadline this year? Yes, uh, just for the sake of numbers, uh, the the deadline is March. Nope, that day has already passed. May nineteenth. <laughs> coming up very soon. May nineteenth. You want to register for Vocatio coming up in June. Uh, the Reverend Michael Glenn, Director of Recruitment, Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. And thanks so much for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>